Hey guys, so welcome back. This is Myla Rayford's Living Bipolar channel. And this is your host, Myla Rayford, who is Living Bipolar. Just wanted to come back to you with the medication part 2 update. This will be the episode that follows the one that I have previously done. And I think that episode was recorded yesterday. So do take a look out for that episode. That bipolar medications guide. This one will be medications and drugs for bipolar disorder and treatment. Okay. If someone is close to you and has bipolar, your love and support can make a difference in treatment and recovery. You can help by learning about the illness and offering hope and encouragement, keeping track of symptoms, and being a partner in treatment. But caring for a person with bipolar disorder will take a toll if you neglect your own needs so it's important to find a balance between supporting your loved ones and taking care of yourself and it really 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 is important to do that now i'm getting this from helpguide.org everything tonight is coming from helpguide.org and the role of medication in bipolar disorder treatment. If you have bipolar disorder, medication will likely be the foundation of your treatment plan. Now, medication can bring mania and depression under control and prevent relapse once your mood is stabilized, which is very, very true. You may not like the idea of taking bipolar medication long term, long term, especially if you're struggling with the unpleasant side effects, just as I am. I don't want to take medication every day. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, should I take this or should I not? Should I fill my seven day a week medicine caddy with my six pills a day or should I not do it? But it is suggested that we should do it and we should continue our medicine. Now, with that being said, it's going to be the foundation of the treatment plan. So it's important to go ahead and take that medicine, even though you're struggling with the side effects. But that's just like a diabetic who needs to take their insulin in order to stay healthy. Taking our medicine is the same thing for mood stabilization. I mean, if I want to be back to my old self and who I was, then... I guess I wouldn't take my medicine, but I don't want to be that old shell of Myla that I have been for um, like 15, 20 years. But however, just don't expect medication alone to solve all your problems. It's not going to solve everything. There are going to be plenty of other steps that you can take to manage your symptoms and reduce your amount of medication required. Medication is the most effective when used in combination with other things like therapy, self-coping strategies, healthy lifestyle choices. Like I like to work out. So when the cat isn't with me, the cat's probably mad at me right now because I'm talking about her on my podcast. Um, when she's not in here, I like to do squats. Um, I live right by a park, so it's kind of convenient. It's a little cold right now, so it's kind of convenient that if I wanted to, I can throw on a pair of sweats and actually go to the park and run and exercise for a little bit. Or I can go to the gym. It just, like I said, it just depends. And I like living that healthy lifestyle. It gets those endorphins going 
and the gym is what I like to do. Um, running, it, it's what I like to do. It's what helps me cope with everything that I have going on, not just bipolar disorder. I also do therapy as well, so just to fill in that blank void, therapy is a must for me. It's a must, period, because if you hold all of that in, it can actually trigger an episode. And tips for getting the most out of medication for bipolar disorder. Avoid antidepressants. Wish I would have known this in the first diagnosis phase, but we didn't, and it sent me in a state of depression and mania all at the same time. I had a mixed episode because of an antidepressant. It was the worst feeling whatsoever. So antidepressants, the treatment for bipolar depression is different from regular depression. In fact, antidepressants can make a a bipolar person worse and trigger a manic episode. Try mood stabilizers first and never take antidepressants without them. Antidepressants can trigger mania and rapid mood cycling when used on their own. And that's what happened to me. I had rapid, rapid, rapid mood cycling. Take advantage of natural mood stabilizers. Your lifestyle has an impact on your symptoms, and it's true. If you're not, like, the healthiest of person, and you sit and you argue every day, I say if your one spot of your house is your zen spot, do yoga. Meditate. Sit on the floor and meditate for a moment. Before you get up in the morning. Yeah, I understand you read your Bible. But did you meditate today? Like me, I burn incense. And I get tired of being asked the question, am I smoking because I'm burning incense? No, that's my tranquil, happy spot. So I burn incense to help with that. Um, Add therapy into your treatment plan. Therapy is also... A great, great, great thing for people with bipolar disorder. They tend to recover much faster and control their moods better if they also get therapy, which is amazing. Therapy gives you the tools to cope with life's difficulties because there's always going to be some type of difficulty. And for some of us, there are more difficulties than others. Me, ever since I was born, I have been facing adversity. And I say that with not saying that I would live to the age of five to losing my mom at 15 to losing my pops at 24, 25 to at 30 finding out I was pregnant at 21 weeks going full term into my labor pushing but then my son doesn't make it through labor And I have never admitted that to anyone, but to you all beyond my therapist. So the public doesn't know about this. So I have had a hard 2015. A very hard 2015. And life gets better. The diagnosis of bipolar disorder. Like, it gets better. Life gets better. Things happen. Like I said, lots of things happen. It's just what you do with it. And 
I chose to start this podcast. I chose to start a YouTube to really, I've been saying this for five years that I was going to do something that was going to, you know, give me a niche, give me something that I could really look up and look forward to and, and really put my heart in. And I think I've truly found it. I mean, I've always wanted to help people beyond, you know, have my bachelor's in criminal justice. Beyond that, that's being taken care of, too. But this podcast and it being approved so quick, it's something that I think I needed. This is the platform that I needed to be able to speak and speak of the younger people of the community, I'm only 30 and I'm diagnosed with bipolar disorder and it runs in my family on both sides. I have mental illness that runs on both sides of the family. There's nothing wrong with mental illness. Mental illness is just like having cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy or multiple sclerosis. It happens. All you have to do is just adjust to it. And continue taking your medication even after you feel better. That's the one thing. Because if you don't, then you're going to feel like you feel better. But then you're going to relapse. Which isn't necessarily a good thing. I don't suggest not taking your medication after you feel better. Because I look at it like this. The likelihood of having a relapse is very high. And if you stop taking your bipolar medication, suddenly stopping medication is especially dangerous. Talking to your doctor before you make any of these changes, even if you believe you no longer need your medication, your doctor can help make the adjustments that you need safely. That's why it's definitely important to have a doctor and always keep with your doctor and make sure your doctor knows, hey, you know, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what's going on with me and this is how I'm going or this is how I'm feeling about everything which that's exactly what you need you need somebody in your corner telling you hey this is what we're gonna fight for now finding the right bipolar medication that could take a while I know for me um when they start you maybe on a new what is that anxiety medicine or panic medicine sometimes it'll make you super drowsy it does heck I'm drowsy right now but I have to fight through it I mean there would be no way I'd be able to work because as drowsy as I am I look like I'm high like most of the day but I can function as long as I can take a shower brush my teeth feed myself and tend to my cat when I can't do that there's a problem but as long as I can necessarily do that on most of my days we're fine but when I'm not able to do that then we have a problem but finding medication seems to be the hardest part it could take a while to find the right bipolar medication and dosage and everyone responds to medication differently so you may have to try several medicines before the drugs um, you find the right one that works for you you do have to be patient and you don't have to settle for a bipolar medication that makes you feel lousy either like you want to feel Basically, you want to feel good on your best day. 
I'm not saying that there's a bipolar medication out there because if there is one, I need that one. But you just, you definitely want to feel like a normal human being. You don't want to feel like, oh, hey, I feel real lousy right now. But like I said, it takes time and patience. And once you've discovered the right fit of drugs that are for you, the cocktail, it still may take some time to determine the dose. In the case of mood stabilizing conditions, such as lithium, the difference between a beneficial dose and a toxic one is small. Continue taking your medication even after you feel better as the likelihood of having a relapse is very high. Frequent office visits to reevaluate your bipolar medication needs and very careful monitoring of symptoms and side effects will help you stay safe. And that's the thing. When you first get on medication, you have like a hundred doctor's visits. And when I tell you, you have like a hundred doctor's visits and your family members will be very irritated. People will be very irritated. Even you will be very irritated because you're going to keep going to the doctor. You're going to keep going back to the doctor. It's like, why do you have to keep going back to the doctor to make sure the dose of the level is okay? And then you're going to have all this blood work to make sure that your liver and kidneys and all that are fine from the medicine that you're taking and you're going to have to have blood drawn often and when I say you're going to have to have it often you're going to have to have it often it's going to happen several times throughout the course of you taking your medicine and learn about your bipolar disorder medication um, learn about if there are any medical conditions that can be caused or that could exasperate mood swings. What are the side effects and risks of the medication you're recommending? How should you take your medication? Are there any foods you should avoid? How will this drug interact with any other prescriptions? How long will I have to take this medication? Will withdrawing from a drug be difficult if I decide to stop? Will my symptoms return when I stop taking the medication? And then you, there's a chart of how often that you should talk with your doctor. And let's go ahead and get down into reading this. How often should I talk with my doctor? During acute mania or depression, most people talk with their doctor at least once a week or every day to monitor symptoms, symptom or medication doses and side effects. As you recover, you will see doctors left often and once you are well, you might see your doctor for a quick review every few months. Like for me right now, I'm not having any symptoms, so I have a four week review. Before that, I was going every week to every couple of days seeing a doctor. It didn't matter if it was a psychiatrist, psychologist, and or primary care physician. They just wanted to make sure I was seeing someone so I can be heard. And that was great. That, that was good. And it says, regardless of your scheduled appointments or blood tests, call your doctor if you have suicidal or violent feelings, changes in mood, sleep, or energy, changes in medication or side effects, need for over the 
over-the-counter medication, I guess cold or pain medicine, and acute medical illness, need for surgery, extensive dental care, or changes in, a, in other medications you take, a change in your medication situation such as pregnancy, and that's very interesting that they say a need for over-the-counter medication, cold or pain medicine related, but... I guess, like, a side effect to your medicine is making you want that. That's why this page is in blue. But it's okay. And generic versus name brand drugs. I always thought name brand drugs were cool. But generic ones are cool, too. I think it's just the outside coating that's a little bit different. And it's a different color. I think, really, that's all that's different. But... I don't want to bombard you all with too much information today. I will definitely go ahead and make another podcast. And we will definitely continue this journey with um, medications. Next podcast will be love and bipolar. I've already discussed it. But I'm definitely going to go into depth like with this podcast. This podcast was almost 20 minutes The next one will be around the same length of time, if not a little bit longer. So, I'll be signing off. And again, this is Myla Rayford. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at MissLeoDiva85. And I'll be speaking to you all soon. Have a good night. Bye-bye.